Hello there, and welcome to the Praxis Podcast. Uh, This season, we've been talking about discerning decisions, how we seek to follow and find, you know, God's direction and leading for our lives in the decisions, large and small, that we face. We've covered so much ground this season. We're getting down to some of the final episodes of um, this year's season of the Praxis Podcast, and we're sitting down for another one of our case study conversations, just talking with different people in some of the decisions that they've faced and how they've sought to hear from God in the midst of their everyday circumstances, with the goal being that perhaps we would um, be instructed, find inspiration, wisdom, as we seek to hear from God ourselves. So today I am sitting down with Pastor Randy Odom. Pastor Randy, say hi. Hi, everybody. Good to be here today. <laughs> so honored to have you with us. And uh, we're going to be hearing a bit about your story, about uh, just one of many you know, decisions that you've faced and walked through with God's help and guidance. Um, and I'm excited to talk to you today. Um, but before we get there, we have, and I did tell Randy about this before we started, the precious moment. And this is the time in the podcast where we just talk about uh, something that's making us smile. You know, uh, it could be something small, it could be something bigger, it could be today, it could be recently, uh, just something that's bringing us joy as we sit here today. So I told Randy I'd give him some time to think about his, so uh, I will go first. And um, <clears throat> I think for me, uh, this is kind of a future thing, but as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, I'm um, getting ready to go to Tahoe this weekend. And uh, we're staying at a a retreat center that uh, I've been going to, I don't know, maybe this is, this may be the 15th year that I've done a retreat at this place. And it's right on the shore of South Lake Tahoe, just a couple miles over the state line. And um, just one of the top level things that this place has going for it is the location because it is on the shore of Lake Tahoe. I mean, you can walk out of the door of your, of the retreat meeting room and like, throw a rock in the lake you know it is just stunning and obviously in the winter time after a slow start it has been raining it's been snowing so it is just a breathtaking view and every year I try to just like stop and take in a sunset you know and just watching kind of the the light fade over this one of the most beautiful places in the world is just always stunning so I'm just thinking about um that's putting a smile on my face thinking I'm gonna be back at a place where I've experienced you know, God, and I've heard him, his voice, his leading, experienced his comfort and direction in my life so many times, and to be returning to that place again um, is just a huge blessing that's putting a smile on my face today. Uh, so that's it from me. Randy, I gave you some time, stalled for you. Uh, you know, what? Uh, what's something that you would say is putting a smile on your face today? Well, um, is it all right for me to ask, what is that place? Because I'm wondering if it's one that's in my mind also. <laughs> what, is, what is it called? Yeah. It's called Zephyr Point. Yes, it is, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not recent. This was, oh gosh, 15 years ago okay. at least. But we were there with a small group uh, retreat from our church at Zephyr Point. And little did we know, we knew that we had an engaged couple mm. um, in our group and at the fireside on Friday night, I was asking the the gal, so when are you guys going to get married? And, mm. Well, we're not sure. My parents are in Japan. His parents are in St. Louis. We're needing to get our family's approval, but we're ready. So somehow I just got inspired and I said, mm. we are in one of the most beautiful places in the world. You have 
your closest friends from your small group who are here with you. Um, I'm a pastor, so we could do a wedding this weekend. So uh, long story short, we changed our snow plans into wedding plans Wow! and put uh, together a wedding for that Saturday. Um, one of the couples in our group had a timeshare mm. in Tahoe that they offered to them for the weekend. So uh, <laughs> we came back telling our whole church, um, look what can happen in a small group. <laughs> so that brings a smile to my face to remember Kevin and Michiko getting married mm. um, at Lake Tahoe. Wow. That's beautiful. Well, I, that is the first of many incredible stories I'm sure we're going to hear from you today, Randy. Um, <laughs> so why don't you, for maybe people listening, I would imagine some of them know you very well, some who do not. So maybe just tell us a little bit about you. Um, who are you? Some details about your life, maybe what you do here at the church, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, I am serving on staff here as one of the pastors at Three Crosses. Um, I've been in and around this church for about 20 years um, on staff in a pastoral role since 2005. Okay. And uh, currently work with senior adults, among uh, many other things. Fantastic. How about your family? I'm married to Crystal. Um, we've been married for 28 years, and uh, we have one adopted son from Cambodia who is 13 years old in seventh grade. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure we'll hear a bit more about your family probably and during this interview, but <clears throat> let's just kind of at the outset just kind of set the scene a bit, you know, tell us a bit about the situation uh, for which you were seeking to discern God's leading and direction, you know, kind of what was happening in your life that you kind of came to something significant. We were, Crystal and I were kind of at a crossroads. Um, in 2008, uh, I am an only child and my father had passed away about four years prior to this. Okay. And so in 2008, in November, my mom passed away. Mm. And uh, a little bit, just a little bit of background, um, in my former life, um, as a single young man, I had been an English teacher in China for six years. Um, and that experience in China really planted within my heart um, a passion for missions, mm. but sort of unconventional missions um, not going as a traditional missionary doing church planting, yeah. but working as a Christian professional. Mm. So I worked in China as a university English teacher for six years, um, came back to the States, married my wife, Crystal. We were settled here in the Bay Area. And my parents had always been sort of fearful that we would move off to the uttermost parts of the earth <laughs> at the time in their lives when they needed Mm -hmm. um, some support and help from us. Yeah. So we made a commitment to them that we would stay in the U.S. for the rest of their lives. Mm. So my dad had wow. passed away. My mom passed away in 2008. And so my wife and I were like, okay, we've fulfilled the commitment that we made to mm. my parents. Um, and at the moment, we were happy in our role here at Three Crosses, but we felt like Maybe we just need to position ourselves that if God moves us in the direction of something else, uh, we're not going to look for that necessarily, but if he moves us 
in that way than were open to that that move that move on his part. Um, so in an unexpected lunch um, <laughs> at Chipotle one day here in Castro Valley, yeah. I was hanging out with a friend who, over a burrito bowl, began to talk to me about his involvement with a missions organization in Cambodia, of all places. Mm. So somehow hearing him talk about this organization that he had gotten involved with, something just kind of landed out of the clear blue sky on my heart. Well, maybe this is something that we should consider. Yeah. So I went home from work that day, and uh, when my wife got home, I said, so... um, Literally, this is what I said. I said, so how would you like to go live in Cambodia for the rest of your life? And my wife's response was, I'm fine. (laughs) Yes. And um, so then she was like, so what's this about? So I told her that Mm. I had had lunch with my friend Brian, that he shared with me about this um, organization that he was working with in Cambodia and had said to me that if there was an interest on our part, that would be awesome. Yeah. So that began the process of my wife and me trying to discern whether this was just something that was um, within us or if God might be leading us in the direction of Cambodia. Um, so I think this is where what I wanted to talk with, with on the podcast today about the discernment process in coming to the conclusion that it was, in fact, God leading us in that way. Yeah. That's fantastic. Eager to hear your process. So you've kind of had all of these circumstances kind of bring you to this point of decision, you know, and I was laughing while you were talking because your kind of line was, be careful because God could change your life at Chipotle, you know? (laughs) Yes. Over one burrito bowl, your life can change. Yes. And, um, you know, I was just really struck too, even in your introduction there, uh, just... We recorded an episode earlier in this season talking about the power of wise voices. And sometimes that wisdom is just someone who believes in you and believes in your leadership, you know, and I was just struck by that and talking about, you know, Crystal's response of like, I'm fine, you know, like if, if God would lead us, I'll go with you. And there's a power in that, isn't there? You know, like, and obviously for someone who's married as well, you know, for I think 16 going on 17 years now. Um, that's one of the things I appreciate most among many things about, you know, my partner and my wife is if God is leading us, I will go with you, you know? And, um, I'm sure we've probably all had times where we've been met with resistance by something that, uh, not, not from our spouses, but just in general, people are like, yeah, maybe not. I don't believe in you. I don't believe in that. But just the power of that person by your side, um, to say if, if God's going to take us there, that's where I want to go and I want to go with you um, is such a reassuring and, and powerful thing. So uh, I guess you're at this point. Uh, how did you seek to hear from the Lord? You know, that was kind of your thing of like, okay, I've heard this pitch and something stirred in me. Um, my wife is open to a potential, but does God want this for us? Right. You know, so how did you kind of go about seeking to hear God, is this what you want? Yeah, I think you touched on something very important. Um, You know, if you are married, then obviously um, your spouse would need to be uh, on board with this. I think that would be a very important first step in the discernment process of whether this is indeed something that God is leading toward 
Um, and in my case, it was, um, that was affirmed yeah. through my wife that this was a direction that we could at least begin to pray. Right. Um, so I guess the first thing that we did together was mm-hmm. just pursue more details about um, what would be involved in this. Yeah. Um, and then to, to, to invite into that process other people that we trust, other people that know us um, and can be frank um, and direct and lovingly um, inquire about what we are considering and then respond according to however God might be leading them. So, so it's just to kind of broaden the, the breadth of um, individuals into the process of, of discernment and yeah. decision-making. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of information gathering. Right. was kind of some of your first activity of like, okay, tell me more. You know, the f- a phrase that stuck out to me when you were talking there was uh, lovingly inquire. You know, and uh, that's a, a very important quality to find in people, you know, the people that you want to bring into a decision. Because, you know, I'm just thinking about, you know, in your life and mine, friends, people who walk alongside us, and sometimes we bring to them like kooky ideas, right. you know? Right. <laughs> and there's this balance where it's like they don't want to pour water on maybe what God might be doing, even if it is out of left field, even if it is like, wow, I wasn't expecting you to say that. But because I love you, I'm going to ask some questions. You know, it's not like this, con- it's not hostile. That's what I liked about your phrase, lovingly inquire. It's right. like, hey, I love you. I want, what, I want what's best for you. So I'm going to ask some questions. Sometimes maybe they're even hard questions, but like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? And just walking that tension of not maybe quenching the spirit, you know, and like maybe you're feeling this depth of feeling, an intense emotion about what this might be, but... We need that kind of counterbalance from people of like, look, I don't want to, I don't want to try to dissuade you from what the Lord might be doing, no matter what it is. But because I'm invested in your life, I'm not just going to let you fly off the handle without lovingly inquiring right. <laughs> about a lot of things about this, right? right? Yeah, and we were, um, we were in many ways at the top of our game in terms of the life that we were leading and the ministry that we were involved with at the time. Yeah. Um, I was, as I said, on staff here at the church. I loved my role. Um, Crystal was involved in many ways here. We had a community mm-hmm. of people that we were close to. Um, so for us to completely disconnect from that life yeah. um, and move our, ourselves to the opposite side of the globe was a huge consideration. We had a home, we had, you know, everything. Um, yeah. So we did, we went to our small group prim- primarily um, who knew us yeah. and said, basically, are we insane for considering <laughs> this? You know, yeah. and it was for, for a number of them, it was pretty much out of left field because it appeared that we had found our niche. Um, yeah. And we were blooming and blossoming in the roles that we had in our life here. Yeah. So to consider uprooting ourselves was a huge uh, consideration. So we basically just said to our, our friends, um, well, 
first of all, our conviction was that God calls people into his work, um, both lo locally and globally. Right. Um, and so we already had a conviction that we would not be outside of God's will in terms of his overall will for his people to be willing to take the gospel anywhere where he would lead them. Yeah. So we felt that the general call was already um, in the affirmative, but whether the specific call to us to go to this location at this time of our lives yeah. was what we were looking for direction on. Mm -hmm. So we went to our small group and we said, are we insane for considering doing this? Um, or could it be that God is in fact leading us in this direction? So we started looking at our current life and we realized that we would be moving into a third world um, situation yeah. in a country that neither of us had ever even been to, wow. um, much less known much about. Um, so the magnitude of that was, was huge, but we didn't see those things as necessarily stumbling blocks. So our small group was there to help us sort through those things, you know, what are you going to be doing when you're there? What are you going to be leaving when you leave here? Mm. Um, what are the implications of you leaving here? And so they helped us through the process of discerning whether or not we should take some initial steps. And so ultimately it was, yeah, why don't you pursue this a little bit more? Um, and then we'll continue to kind of take stock and each step of the way know whether there's a roadblock that says no, turn back, or keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just a beauty in, um, community that's willing to walk with us. Right. And, um, obviously for the people in your group, your departure would be a loss for them, you know, right. relationally. Of, we love these people and this change would mean God taking them away from us for this time. But I think there's just a, a humility and spiritual integrity and, look, we don't want to stand in the way of what God might do through you. And um, <clears throat> I was even thinking back on something you said at the very beginning of God planting a seed in you, you know, for unconventional mission at the very beginning. You know, maybe even your group wasn't even aware so much of that. So as, at first it was like, oh, what is this? But maybe as you share more, it's like, actually, I feel like this is something that God planted in me and in, in, in us, you know, Crystal and I, a number of years ago, you know, and it's like, well... So it wasn't like a, well, if you're leaving, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out, right. but let's, we'll walk with you on this path, right. you know, and maybe you turn back. Maybe it's like a, as you learn more, no, this isn't it, but like we're, we're with you. Right. And I think there's just a, a power there. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to kind of, um, add some light on that whole aspect of it. Um, I mentioned earlier when I was introducing myself that I had spent six years in China, um, as a English teacher. Um, my wife, Crystal, is actually from Taiwan. Mm. Um, we didn't know each other at the time that I was teaching in China, but we, after we got married, and with my China experience, um, and as we considered the fact that we might eventually move abroad after my parents had passed, uh, we always kind of had in, in our thoughts that it would be to a Chinese-speaking place, mm. um, part of the world with Crystal being Taiwanese and my having lived in China. So the call to Cambodia kind, kind of came um, unexpectedly to us. And so it sort of jolted us a little bit um, initially. Yeah. 
So we decided with the um, encouragement of those around us who were kind of supporting us in moving through this process of discernment, we decided that we would take an, an exploratory trip mm. to Cambodia in the summer of 2009. Okay. Um, so that was our first time to actually go to Cambodia. And our posture there was to kind of go and, you know, spy out the land, if you yeah. will, and, sure. and actually travel to the place where we'd, we would be relocating if we did answer this call, meet the, those that were involved in the project that we would be supporting. And then as we left, we shared with our small group. We already, feel, we already feel convicted that God has called his people to take the message of the gospel throughout the world. So the general mm. call to missions is already there. So, and that being up on our lives as well. Yeah. What, so what we were actually looking for as we went was not as much affirmation, but rather are there roadblocks, are mm. there indicators when you get there, that no, this is not what I'm calling you to. Yeah. So as we did that trip, we were gone for two to three weeks, I think. And as we did that trip, we came home back to our group and said, we didn't see anything that was telling us that we should not do this. Um, and so from there, we began praying, uh, inviting others into that uh, prayer with us and for us about final conviction about whether this was something that we should do. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I was like, okay, I don't think I had shared with our staff here at Three Crosses before we left that we were considering moving to Cambodia. Yeah. But when we came back, I was like, I owe this to Pastor Larry um, to let him know what's up with us. Yeah. So I took it to him and uh, shared with him what we were thinking. Yeah. And so what do you think, Pastor Larry? And he was like, well, Randy, his initial response was, we don't want you to leave, but far be it from us to stand in your way if God is calling you to this work. Yeah. So he came into our prayer circle, and then eventually we shared with the staff at the church what we were considering. So all along the way, we were inviting more people into this process of discernment with us because we needed their input for us to feel confident in moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love just kind of this facet of your story of sometimes we feel like when we're making a decision, we just have to make the decision. You know, like that's part of what we, like if we really believe in it, just just go for it. And, um, I mean, there's always courage that's required and obviously in your, in, you know, what you're saying, I mean, part of even what I was thinking too, when you were talking, sometimes our circumstances are part of the discerning of like, maybe things aren't going well. It's like, I feel like I need to make a change, you know, but you said, man, we were killing it here. You know, we were thriving. We had everything that we wanted and we were fruitful in ministry that we both believed in. You know, so it's not like your circumstances were telling you like, hey, Randy, you need to make a change. You know, it was like, no, it's going to be hard. And I mean, Larry echoing that, like, Randy, you're doing so great here. Like the, the work that you're doing, we believe in it. We believe in you, but we don't want to stand in the way, right? If this is something that God's calling you to. And, and so you kind of took some like intermediate steps, like, okay, 
time of prayerful discernment with this small group of people. Like, okay, now let's actually go to the place where I would be going and are there red flags, you know, of right. like a nose. It's like, no, that's not there. Our heartbeat is for mission, you know, this general call like you mentioned. Um, and then, yeah, asking my pastor, you know, of like, hey, here's our process so far. What do you think about this? And um, not feeling like a, you know, if you really believe in it, just do it blindly, <laughs> you know? It's like, that's not maybe what God is calling us to. Is like, no, and he's inviting us to gather information. He's inviting us to all these different avenues. And that influences, you know, how we sense and seek God's leading. Right. And so one of the, there were two questions that we uh, tried to, ask ourselves um, at this juncture in the process. Uh, at that time, I was in my early 50s. Uh, we don't have ch uh, biological children. Mm. And so two questions that we asked ourselves um, were, if not us, who? Mm. And if not now, when? So we had been given the opportunity to work with a children's home in the far north of Cambodia um, in a very isolated region of the country. And by virtue of the fact that we did not have biological children, we felt that we were uniquely available mm. to the 60-plus children that lived in this center, and we lived on site with them. Uh, for two years. So we felt that because we didn't, we weren't taking our own children who would be in need of education and would be away from everything that's familiar to them and have major adjustments as yeah. kids in this kind of second language environment, we didn't have that. Um, we did still have um, our health and our youth and our energy to be able to pour ourselves into this completely new um, situation. Yeah. We had all of those personal resources. So we just came to the conclusion that we were uniquely positioned and uniquely prepared to be able to disconnect from our life here, go and live in Cambodia for as long as God would have us there, and prayerfully and hopefully thrive in the work that he had called us to. And in fact, that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. We ended up staying for eight years um, in Cambodia, completely unbeknownst to us and unplanned um, in our hearts and minds that was bringing home uh, a Cambodian child with us um, yeah. as our own adopted son. Wow. So, you know, th those questions, if not now, when, and if not us, who, I think those variations of that kind of question are important for all of us as we're in the, the discernment process. If I don't do this now, when I sense this uh, inclination, yeah. will I be able to do it later? Yeah. Um, and if I don't do this, who mm. else will do this? Uh, so we just felt like we were uniquely prepared mm. at that time to answer in the affirmative. Mm. That's beautiful. You know, I think about, uh, you know, Queen Esther, you know, kind of being raised up for such a time as this and um, just like a, a self-awareness and knowledge of kind of where you are in God's story, you know, and 
being presented with this opportunity, being given the courage, like looking at my, our body, you know, relationally, like, Hey, we can give ourselves to this in the name of Jesus. And we sense a leading in it. And now is the time. Right. right? And, and for us, it was almost like the same thing happened eight years later when we began to discern that this might be the time that we need to return to the U.S. So after eight years in Cambodia, uh, we began that process over again yeah. to know whether God was in fact calling us back to mm -hmm. the States. Yeah. And one of the first things I did when I started to sense this in my own heart yeah. um, was contact Pastor Larry again. And uh, I remember before going to Cambodia, um, he and I met at a coffee shop when I shared this with him that we were thinking of going to Cambodia. And uh, so he was saying, at, initially we were thinking we would go for two years. Yeah. And so he said, well, hopefully after two years, if you guys decide to come back, then we can bring you back on staff at the church. And, and uh, so, well, by the time two years rolled around, we were in the midst of uh, adoption proceedings for Noel, and we weren't done yet yeah. in Cambodia. So we stayed another six years. Um, so probably around the seventh year, we started considering coming back. Mm. And I remember writing an email again to Larry and saying, remember that conversation that we had at Pete's eight years ago when I told you that we were going to come for two years to Cambodia? Well, now we're considering coming back. Yeah. Um, and what do you think in terms of, you know, we come back to the Bay Area? Um, by that time, I'm in my mid to late 50s, not the most marketable age for getting a new job in a new situation. <laughs> sure. So Larry didn't make any promises, but he said, let's pray um, and we'll just see how God leads. And, yeah. you know, one thing led to another and we came back in 2018 and the church rolled out the red carpet and said, welcome home. And uh, we feel mm -hmm. like what I've said since then, Max, is I felt like in 2010, God pushed pause on our life and mm -hmm. said, I, I have something that I want you guys to do in Cambodia. And so we went. And then in 2018, when we came back, I felt like he pressed play again, because mm -hmm. we were able to move back into the same house wow. that we had lived in prior to that. I came right back on staff here at Three Crosses. And so the community of faith I, is what I want to underscore for this, this um, talk. The community fa of faith is integral to discerning um, God's leading in our lives. We need to share this beyond ourselves and trust the wisdom of the collective body of Christ to help move us in the direction of his will. Yes. Yeah, I think you're bringing it home for us there, and um, maybe just something in that vein or something different as we wrap. I love to ask this question, which is, you know, what's one piece of advice that you'd give to someone who's seeking to discern God's will in the midst of a significant situation? You know, I mean, you've just unveiled for us this wonderful story of God's working through your life and your willingness, you know, for you and your wife to come before the Lord and, hey, lead us. You know, if that's all of a sudden like, hey, I'm going to take you, drop you here for eight years, I'm going to bring you back, and God, wherever you take us, that's where we want to go. 
Um, so what's just maybe someone who wants to have that level of spiritual freedom and just to experience the wonder of God's provision like you have, you know, what's one thing that you'd say to somebody who's seeking God's will? Um, I would say don't underestimate in yourself what God can do in and through you if you say yes mm. to him. Um, if you knew me, you would think that I am the least um, likely to do what God has enabled me to do mm. in my life. I was the shyest boy in school when I was growing up, um, have always struggled and still struggle with um, insecurity. Um, but the walk of faith, when you put your trust in a big God mm. and not in your own um, inhibitions, he will do things that will blow your mind. Mm. And so as I look back on my life um, and see where he's allowed me to go and those that I have been able to meet and love, it's amazing. Mm. So don't under underestimate what the walk of faith can enable you to do. Don't ever say, I could never do that. Um, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Believe me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, that concludes today's conversation here on the Praxis Podcast. Pastor Randy, thank you so much for joining us Thank you, us today. Max. It's a pleasure to be here. Man, that was so fun. And yeah, I just, my heart is filled with worship, you know, when we just look back and go, man, look what God did because I was willing to say yes, and he's a wonder-working God. So hope you found today's conversation helpful as we just talked on this topic of discerning decisions, and hope it's a blessing to you as you seek God's leading in your life. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on The Practice Podcast. Yeah.